Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo and Jesse coming to you live as the Avs are off. We actually have... Some time this week for an off day show, unlike so many weeks <laughs> lately, it's felt like. Uh, and of course, that the one day they we do have a show, the Avs have significant amounts of news to talk about. So <laughs> it just never stops. Worked out for us. <laughs> it, did, I guess. <laughs> it, it did. It uh, did. Avs signing two college free agents over the last two days. Both is it Jason? I believe it's Jason Paul, and is it Jacob Paul? No, yep. it's Jason. That's right. Yep. Uh, and then Sam Malinsky as well signed today. Uh, Malinsky, a defenseman from Cornell, captaining that same team that Matt Steinberg came from, who, by the way, is also on a tryout with the Colorado Eagles and discussing a contract with the Avalanche. Uh, so a surprising amount of signing news at the end of March for the Avs. Um, Jesse, I'm assuming the the in-depth knowledge probably isn't there about these two specific prospects, but... We can still talk about the concept here. Obviously, Ben Myers is a guy who's gone through this through the the past year or so with Colorado. Where are expectations at with these new signees for Colorado? Um, Excuse me, right as I started talking, I got gunked up my throat. So I want to first start because I got two text messages from buddies yesterday um, asking about PTOs and what they mean in this scenario so just to kind of clarify first both of these college free agents the apps have signed their contracts don't start until the start of next season uh ptos are often very often used in these situations so you don't kick in that first year of the contract you don't burn a year of a deal you don't have to give an extra year you sign them for the start of next season you put them on ptos and they are green light to play uh in the ahl for the rest of that season uh, so both of these guys, while they are, they do have contracts, neither of those contracts start till next year. They're playing for the Eagles on technically tryout um, <clears throat> contracts. So that's uh, first and foremost. Both of these guys, look, they match the exact archetype of player that the abs have been looking for over the last number of seasons. Uh, we've talked a lot about the fact the abs have missed on a lot of draft picks uh, after that second round, or not even necessarily missed, but just really haven't developed any NHL regulars past the first round. Uh, very few. This is how they've kind of circumvented that. You mentioned Ben Myers a minute ago. Um, they have done a really good job hitting on college free agents, uh, going all the way back to Alexander Kerfoot. Uh, look, both these guys are captains for Division One programs. Uh, both of them, I believe, played all four years. Uh, seniors, so they're a little bit older, a little bit more mature. Uh, you know, their bodies have filled out a little bit more. Um, neither of them, like you said, I'm not overly familiar with either of them uh, right off the bat. But, and now the pronunciation of his last name is. Yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the one from today, um, Malinsky. 
Uh, Sam Malinsky, <clears throat> I really like this one because of what we talked about so much leading up to trade deadline, Rudo of the Avs. Blue line prospect pool being really, really... It was, ba- yep. it was basically Sean Barron's and like Ryan Merkley. That seriously was like... End of list, yeah. Right, right. the, the status of... <clears throat> Their uh, prospect pool for D. Go watch, and it, you always got to be careful scouting through highlights, but that's all we kind of have to go on right at the exact moment. Very mobile, uh, puck-moving defenseman, great skater, has a little bit of that Kale McCarr edge work kind of shiftiness to him. Um, so I really like that they... I, I really like this one from today. The 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 signing from, uh, yeah, two days ago, yesterday, I don't even know days things happen anymore. Oh, time is made up at this point. It's yeah. it's game days and non-game days. That's all I know. Um that signing is nice because that's a nice player leadership type guy over a point per game player uh is uh pooling yeah pulling pooling pulling yeah don't know man I, <laughs> you're asking the two wrong people to pronounce names right now <laughs> seriously dude um you know i i like the signing of jason Poulin because it's it's a free player i really like uh sam malinsky just because it puts something back into your organization that you desperately needed both these guys i don't expect them to be nhl impact guys next season but i think there's enough upside there that you can dream a little bit so I do think there's a couple sides to that. Uh, I agree totally with your idea on on Malinsky as a defenseman. Seems super easy to grab that guy and drop him into your AHL system at the very least. Look, these are college UFAs. They're not exactly like Kerfoot. Kerfoot's a guy who was drafted. There was obviously hype around that guy and and chose to come to Colorado. Not that there isn't hype around these two, but not quite to the same level as a, as a Kerfoot or a Jimmy VC or some of these guys you hear about. It's a whole lot closer to the Ben Myers conversation. Yes. And Myers has played serviceable minutes for the Colorado avalanche this year. He also has one goal in 30 something games. <laughs> right. So you don't want to get overly hyped about it. Uh, based on the clips I've seen of Walensky, I agree. It To me, it feels like Kale McCarr at 75% speed. Yes. Yep. That's um, a great way of putting it. He has that edge work. That's that's really nice. I do have some concerns about at that speed. Is it still going to work at the NHL level? I don't know. Uh, I don't think his shot is as good. Yep. You look at you look at Poulin on the other side. Poland um, scored thirty goals this year. Mm-hmm. I actually cannot tell you the last NCAA thirty goal score the Avs have had. So that's 30 not goals nothing. in 39 games. So, I mean, you're, you're damn close to a goal per game, which like that's, that'll, that never happens, but you know, right. like 30 and 39, that's about as close as you're going to get over a full season. Yeah. And, and the abs have gone through a number of guys in the NCAA that just have not scored at that rate. So mm-hmm. I, I do think there is something to be excited about there. My question is more, and I, and I don't want this to sound negative about Ben Myers because it's not, but how do you avoid the guy who jumps into your lineup and isn't able to produce very effectively with these guys? Yeah. So I think it's a good question because that was really the expectation for Ben Myers was he can jump right in, start producing and it just didn't happen. 
Um, <clears throat> I actually think that'll be it. <clears throat> what is going on? Uh, a good lesson for the Avs to take away from the Ben Myers situation. It's okay to take a year or two to develop these guys. I, I know Poland's only on the one-year deal, but <clears throat> if things go well next year in Loveland, I can't imagine there wouldn't be, yeah. uh, you know, mutual interest to, to keep that going. Still three or four years of RFA left on him. So Right, right. Uh, Malinsky signed a two-year deal. <clears throat> I'm really looking at these guys, Rudo, as second or third round draft picks like conceptually and how they should be handled. Not going to rush these guys, put them in advantageous um, situations with the Eagles. I think Malinsky has a great chance to fit this system really, really well and continue to improve and get better and eventually be an impact player for the organization. I'm not necessarily saying that's going to be at the NHL level, but I I think it gives you a couple more mid-level prospects. Take your time, develop them especially in the case of Malinsky, there is no rush to get that dude to the NHL. Um, Take your time. If you can pull one serviceable NHLer out of these signings, these three, I'll even include Ben Myers. Yep. Total win. um, And and you're happy with it. And, And again, you just, they're free players. They cost you nothing but an entry level deal. They don't cost you a draft pick. They don't cost you any players, nothing like they're, they're free players. Take your time and develop them. Uh, so let me ask you this. Are the Avs too obsessed with leadership? <laughs> Poland, captain of Western Michigan. Uh, Malinsky, captain of Cornell. You even look at Steinberg. He was a captain of his uh, club, not club team, his Canadian high school, yeah. whatever, academy, whatever. whatever you want to call it. Those like, yeah, hockey schools. I get you need leadership. What is it that draws the F to so many guys who are captains? So I, I think you could honestly even trace this back to like Tyson Jost, where this thought process really kind of started. And I, and I do just think that it's, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I think that they try to identify high character or people that players that they think are high character individuals. Guys are going to come in, are going to buy into the message in the room. Uh, You know, Jared Bednar talked earlier this season about what made last year's group so special come playoff time was everybody was on the same page. Everyone understood the goal and everyone was on in agreement that we will do whatever it takes to win the Stanley Cup. And I think that's just the type of guys they're targeting. Who are we going to get? They're going to come in and fit into this culture I'll be honest with you, Rudo. It was part of what made the Ryan Merkley thing puzzling to me because he's like the exact opposite of of that mold. But I just think that it's, hey, we have a culture that we've built and it's built around strong leadership. You know, Kale McCarr said the other day that Val Nachushkin has emerged as a leader leadership voice in the room this year. Like, dude can barely speak English. They're all just, it's just, (laughs) we want everyone comfortable speaking up and, and, uh, you know, having a voice in our room and we want guys who are comfortable doing that. So I think that's where it comes from. These are guys who have been leaders on their team. So we know they're not going to have a problem, you know, voicing their opinion in, in an NHL room if, and when they get there. Um, it, it is a little weird though. Ben Myers, captain of Minnesota state. <laughs> yeah. The list is long for sure. Uh, Sean Barons, I believe 
I mean, I know he's a draft pick, but I isn't he the DU captain right now? Was he? Did he get named? I know he wore an A last year. I'd have to double check. I'll check right now. It's um, I uh okay. no. So he, he he wore a letter for USA at World. Yeah, Junior. under twenty. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's interesting too because some of that is hey we're gonna give a letter to one of our best players. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> So maybe don't want to overcomplicate things too much. Good mm-hmm. players get letters and then end up in the NHL. Sometimes it's that simple. Uh, Seriously. Anyway, a handful of news there. Again, Steinberg also playing for the Eagles on that PTO that you were explaining earlier. Who it was? Somebody ended up playing like 14 games on a PTO a couple years ago. It was super weird. I forget who it was, but yeah. And they've actually Megan was telling me that they've had a couple defensemen as they've dealt with injuries and stuff. They brought in a couple PTO guys just earlier this year for five games or whatever. Um, was it was it that like kind of journeyman defenseman? Sounds right. Um. He like ended up signing with Ottawa afterward yep. or something. Yeah, Dude. can't remember his name. <laughs> it's gonna drive me nuts. But I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he he played for like a while on a PTO. You can do some pretty interesting stuff with that down in the AHL. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then someone asked about Sean Barons. Yeah, I, I don't. I I think he's going back. Based on what I've been told, I, I I'm not gonna like. But put my mortgage on that, but I'm fairly confident in saying he's going back for one more year at DU. Yeah, it it it'll be interesting. I I am curious to see how it plays out exactly. Now, with that being said, look, signing after your junior year is fairly typical when it comes mm-hmm. to NCAA players, and that would is what it would be with Barons if he goes back for one more. Yeah, uh, th- that DU team continues to be really, really good. So it's hard to have a a huge argument there on it not being a good environment for Barons. Uh, particularly, uh, look, the reason I always say if you want to go back to college for that one more year, it's because you need to hit the gym. It's because you need to fill mm-hmm. out because they only play weekends. You have the full week to be doing whatever you need to do. And Sean Barons is 5'10", 175 pounds. He could yeah. certainly use the weight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's no a, arguments there. Yeah, he's a smaller guy than he looks. And then, <laughs> all jokes aside, I imagine he's going to be in a leadership role this year with DU. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I. I don't like you said. Or like you said. Excuse me. I don't have an issue with it. Um. Fairly confident in that. Things change all the time, but as of right now, I'm expecting him to go back for one more year with the Pios. Yeah, and, and you know, it, you never know what can happen. The Avs can make him an offer he can't refuse where they say, hey, we'll burn a right. year and you'll play six games of the NHL down the stretch. And he's like, well, can't right, you right. know to that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I, I things change all the time. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to bet my life on it, but. Uh, from from the conversations I've had, that's what I'm expecting. Yep. It, uh, he had a really put together a pretty solid year after it was a slow start, did Barons. So I 
I really don't think there's a wrong answer here. It's not like he's going to jump right to the NHL, despite what I just said about you never know. But right. it, this is a dude who's destined for an AHL job at the moment. So going back to college is perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, all right. On that note, I, I did. I got to ask you, Jesse. Yep. Did you or Hannah bring Athletic Greens to Cabo? She did. Yep. Nice. She did. So there you go. Well, even when you're, pack. yeah, even when you're going to get married, got the <laughs> athletic greens ready to go. Uh, you got to bring it with you. It, it look, it's it's just good stuff. You get up after a long day of travel. You you pound a, a scoop of that thing in your water in the morning, and you don't feel like you're hella jet lagged. So. <laughs> Seriously, she she took it actually the night we got in or the evening we got in because she was dragging, and then she was like chug desperately chugging it the morning after the wedding. So Oh, I I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh either way, Athletic Greens more than just a hangover cure. You can go get it. It helps you just get your body going whether it be in the morning part of your daily routine it's got 75 different vitamins and minerals in it a bunch of adaptogens and other good stuff including whole whole foods sourced superfoods probiotics all sorts of other things too uh look it's great for your immune system it gets you pumped up that way it gets that thing boosted up so you can actually fight off colds which Maybe I should start using it more because I've been sick like three times in the last six months. So oh, you and Megan. Yeah, no kidding, man. We've just been sick constantly back and forth with it. So got to get it on my athletic greens, I guess. You can go over to athleticgreens.com slash avalanche today as Jesse tries to feed his plants. Uh, to get your athletic greens, Jesse already mentioned it. They brought the travel packs. Those come for free when you order your athletic greens. Uh, they also send you a year's supply of vitamin D just for purchasing. So get all health up. Get all ready to go. Take control of your health with athleticgreens.com slash avalanche today. Uh, and then we're also brought to you by the new sponsor. Excuse me. New sponsor. Uh, hey. Fubo TV. Look hey. at that. Look at that. If you want to watch the abs, it is the best way to do it in the Colorado area. Uh, I Look, I get it. I don't mind using a VPN. I know a lot of people have swapped over to using a VPN. If you're one of the people that just wants to flip the game on and it be there, Fubo TV does that for you. Yep. You can just turn it on. The abs game will be right there. You'll have altitude. It won't be a problem. It's... An unfortunate situation with altitude right now, obviously, but Fubo TV helps solve that for you. So you can get over there. You can check them out. Of course, they have all sorts of standard channels as well. You don't have to limit yourself when it comes to Fubo. They've got you covered. You can watch what you want when you want on over 140 live channels. They even come with a cloud DVR. So if you're one of those people like my parents who record the game, they never watch it live. They want to speed through the commercials, all the stuff like that. That is what Fubo brings you. You can't do that with ESPN, at least not right away. You have to wait the 24 hours or whatever it is for their. Uh, I actually think it's 72 if you're in market. It was oh, out. Brutal. Yeah. Fubo doesn't have to do that. You can watch it right away with your DVR. So check them out at FuboTV.com slash DNVR today. When you go use that link, you can watch your abs and you get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. So go jump on it. Uh, look. Also did a great job so far with their uh, their Frozen Four coverage, the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. and I 
as someone who watches a fair amount of college hockey for abs prospects and things, I don't love college hockey. Dude. I don't, I don't understand where you guys get it from. I've never been a college sports guy just generally, but you guys go crazy for it. So go yeah. check it out on Fubo TV, I guess. I'm uh, with you, Rudo. That's just never, it's just, it's not like a knock on anybody. It's just never been my thing. Yeah. It, you know, don't hate it if you try it, but it's not for me. Yeah. Uh, second Preach. period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Look, the loss the other night is going to make it hard for the Evs to win the Central Division. Could absolutely still do it. And regardless, barring a, a literal apocalyptic event, they're going to make the playoffs. So I was actually looking at it today. We are getting to the point. I, I mean, I really think that, I mean, the abs could be in like clinching position by Saturday, by the time it gets here, just depending on what happens between now and then. Yep. So I really do think it'll be within the next five ish days, but looking at it today, not only would the abs have to lose out, go, Oh, and whatever it is, eight, nine, no even points. Then. Even then, <laughs> even then, Nashville would have to win a lot of games. So Nashville, Nashville and Winnipeg would have to win. Yeah. A lot of games down the stretch here. Nashville would have to win at least. Assuming they have the tiebreaker at the end of it, Nashville would have to win six of their last nine. And Winnipeg would have to win. They have seven left, so they have to win. Five, five of their seven. last seven and the abs have to go oh eight and oh yeah <laughs> and the abs have to get zero points which if if all of those things happen then you just say yeah wasn't wasn't their year wasn't meant to be <laughs> let's all just enjoy this summer because that would truly be yeah look if you lose eight in a row that's on that's on the ass <laughs> with two games against san jose and one game against anaheim like right it, yeah, even if it's it, a good like, thing you didn't make it gets close at the end of the year, they play Winnipeg and Nashville. So it would yeah, still yeah. control their own destiny. It's a great point. Holy smokes. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Last so, night didn't feel good, but it didn't. It is. But I'm acting under the assumption that the abs are making the playoffs because any yeah. reasonable human being should. Yep. So. I'm shifting the focus of this conversation to who do the abs want to face in the playoffs. Now, there are two worlds that we'll get into here. We'll get into the abs don't win the central division in a little bit. I want to start with a world where they're able to come back here and win the mm -hmm. central. They're winning the central. That means they end up playing most likely the first wild card team. Yeah. But I'm going to open up the floor to all these teams here, Jesse. Seattle, Winnipeg, maybe Calgary, maybe Nashville. Which um, teams do you think the Avs match up best? I think Seattle would be if if the Avs could pull Seattle in the first round. I think that would be a a, a great matchup for them for the Avs. Um, and, and then I just don't know how you <laughs> look at Nashville and don't say like, yeah, we'll take another round of that. There. Oh, uh, can we get seconds of that? Can we get uh, another round of a sweep? <laughs> Thank you so much. A soul crushing sweep. Yeah, appreciate it. Th those to me, if if you can if you can manage to win the division, those are the two teams that I think. You know, we 
would feel the best about, I mean, you're probably talking four or five games, um, assuming the abs. I'm also operating under the assumption, Rudo, and I, I don't even have the chat pulled up because I can only imagine what people are going to say when I say this. I, I'm also operating under the assumption that this is a veteran team, a tested battle, yeah. a, a battle tested playoff team. They won the Stanley Cup. They've got a playoff level that they are going to get to regardless of what happens here down the stretch. I agree. And for everyone that's about to call me an idiot, it's all the same people that called me an idiot last year when I said the same thing when the Avs went one and six in their final seven. And then they went on to have like one of the most dominant playoff runs of the modern era. I think this team has another level that we will see round one, game one. I think they're going to take it up regardless of who's in the lineup. Um, but I think those are the two teams, Seattle, Nashville, you feel like, cool, that'll be a nice way to shift into second gear. If you pulled Winnipeg or Calgary, I think you're still fine with it, but it's just you're probably going to come out with a couple more bumps and bruises. So I agree that Seattle, I think, is the easy pull here. Yeah, You you look at their lineup and you go, obviously the goaltending has been unbelievably suspect this year. Yeah. So you're, you're all about that. But you look at the rest of it, their leading scorers are defensemen. And it's, Vince Dunn's having a great year. That's awesome. Happy for him. Yep. They don't have anyone producing at a first-line rate on their forward core. Just, the production just isn't there. And when the Avs, even without full health, if the Avs roll out McKinnon and Rantanen, right. who's going to stop them? There's no, one, there's no one there to match. And I, I've talked to a couple different um, players, not just from the Avs, about Seattle, just casually. Because um, I think they've been a really interesting team to follow with the way that this season has gone, it's to me, it's made last season more interesting for how it actually shook out for them. What's different about this year. And the general sentiment I'm getting is, and I'm paraphrasing, they're kind of like the JV hurricanes where it's like, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're really tough to play against in the regular season. They skate you to death. They're fast. Uh, you, you know, they, 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 they hound pucks but they just don't have a different dimension when it comes to the playoffs. And you yep. make a great call out like, yeah, good for Vince Dunn. Like I'm not, there's no knock on Vince Dunn. He's a good player, but who are you genuinely? You get into a, a late in a game. It's tied. Jared Bednar rolls, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Val Nachushkin, Devontae's and Kale McCarr with the boards. Who matches that? No, no one on that team can. Yeah. No one. And this is the issue we've seen Carolina run into year after year after year where they get into these moments. And I remember the three of us, Rudo, were sitting there last year at the bar watching. It may have even been the game that they ended up getting eliminated. But we were all sitting there going, who, like, you know, rhetorically, who is it for Carolina? And the answer like, is like nobody. Who, who's going to go seize the moment for the Hurricanes? And we, were, and we all agreed, like, nobody, and they didn't, and they went home. To me, Seattle is like a less talented version of that. Yeah, it's... And then you take that, and then you throw on... They don't have a goaltender that can give them a 900 save percentage, and it's right. like, it's just that's the recipe for losing in the playoffs. <laughs> right. Not to mention, Grubauer has missed a large portion of this season with an injury. Yep. Where is his health at? Um, 
I don't know. I think they're a great story. I'm happy for Andre Burakovsky, uh, who also might still be injured. Um, you know, they, they've had yeah, a he's fine now. Yeah, they've had a fine year, a, a very respectable year, especially when you consider the way that things went for them last year. Um, I just think that them getting in their first playoff round. It's very much just getting in is the yeah. is the victory for them. That's Absolutely. the high five for sure. You're going to get a playoff. You, well, it's not set in stone yet, but you should get a playoff game uh, in Seattle. And that that would be great for everyone. Yep. Uh, the other options there, I feel like Nashville's been pretty hashed out at that point. Uh, yeah. You understand that matchup is Colorado. You feel good about it. <laughs> the other two, Calgary really doesn't scare me that much. They've, they, look, they need to fire their coach. Yeah. Sutter's yeah. got to yeah, go. Yeah. He's got to go. That Until he's gone, I have no faith in that team. Winnipeg is the only one that could scare me. Uh, in a world where Connor Hellebuck finds it again, that's yeah. a goaltender that could just beat you if he's hot for a seven game series. He he could he could be the difference. I think Winnipeg is good enough. Yeah. And the, their style of play and 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 the way that they kind of match up. I'm with you. That's a team that again, I, I still would pick the abs probably in so five six at the most especially given the way hellebuck has played in the second half where right he obviously cannot keep dragging that team to stuff but right right if if hellebuck got hot i think that could be a series that you would come out and that one would really affect you going forward you know like we talked about that last year after the nashville series where the abs got to move on and like pretty unscathed <laughs> yep. and, and you got to wait for whoever beat the hell out of each other. The least, you know, Minnesota and St. Louis, Colorado, Winnipeg would be a matchup where it's like, oh, that's going to take a toll. They got to grind that one out. If that's the yep. way it ends up uh, very quickly, pretty unlikely to happen. There is a world where Edmonton could fall into yeah. those wild card spots maybe the worst first round matchup for Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of those five teams, absolutely no question. We were talking about Edmonton last night in the press box and I don't know, dude. And and maybe this just is, I was making jokes at the beginning of the year of like, I've been burned too many times picking Edmonton to finally be good. But I'm just at the point where I'm like, <laughs> they suck. Again. <laughs> they're terrible. They're the worst team in the NHL. You know what I mean? Like, um, they, they seriously might be the most interesting team in the West. I could see them going for a back lot of the, the West. wrong reasons. <laughs> I could see the Edmonton Oilers going back to the Western conference final. I could see them being swept by the LA Kings in the first round. That is how much I just don't know. And, and people are going to disagree with me and say, well, what about R and H? You just can't be that reliant on such a small part of your roster. It's yeah. Connor McDavid. It's Leon Dreisaitl. Sometimes it's RNH. Ekholm and bottom and six is a total mystery. Total <laughs> black hole. Uh, you know, Evander Kane, he's fine. He's fine. He can stay in the lineup. If he can stay in the lineup, he's fine. Uh, Ekholm and Bouchard have been fine is that a top pairing that scares you no uh their goaltending is a complete train wreck except on the nights where Stuart skinner decides he wants to play well 
there's just so many question marks around that team and the way they're made up and where the money is allocated. Like I said, I, I could see anywhere from back to the Western Conference final to swept out of the first round for the Edmonton Oilers. And none of it would surprise me. This is where Edmonton's goaltending is at. The guy who's supposed to save them in net in Stuart Skinner has a 908. Right, right, dude. That was my thing. Someone the, someone was arguing last night, like, oh, well, Stuart Skinner's been great. I was like, great? Do, <laughs> do we need to relook up what that means? I think the word you're looking for is passable. I think he's been passable on the whole this season. I think he's had some good games, really good games. But, oh, by the way, you got five by five sitting on the bench. Like it's just that team is a a total mystery to me. I agree with you of those five teams that we've kind of listed. That would definitely be the least ideal first round matchup, you know, in, in for the abs in a wild card spot, just because there is so much variance on that team. Honestly though, Rudo, I don't think that team is any better than they were last year. Um, And I I, personally thought they had no business in the Western conference final. And that showed um, when they got up against an actual contending team. Um, I don't know. That's you don't want to see them in the first round. No doubt. Um, especially, you know, if they're in a wild card spot, but um, even then, meh, even, even then, then yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, Argentina. That is a, yeah, Long seriously. way to watch hockey from. I mean, I, I guess they're like similar time zone, so it's not. I was like it's, just about to say, what's the time zone discrepancy? It, it can't be as bad as like Australia or something. So, Dude, <laughs> but seriously, shout outs to shout outs to you, Carlos, for seriously. for watching from Argentina. That's dope. Uh, on that note, I don't think you can get Breck Brew in Argentina. That might be a tough find. Uh, but here in the States, you absolutely can get it. We've got eight different kinds on tap down at the DNVR bar. You can find it at your local liquor store if you use the Breck Beer Locator online. So check that out. Haven't chatted it out, but they have uh, a bunch of dope merch on their website as well. I constantly mm-hmm. get people asking about their hats, especially. Yeah. they People love their hats. So. Yeah. Go check that out, and then teasing it a little bit more. We got a we got a pretty cool, pretty cool thing coming up with Breck Brew pretty soon here. It's gonna be oh yeah, a, that's right. Not gonna spoil it totally, but pretty cool thing coming up with Breck. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Breckbrew.com. Go check them out. Uh, also brought to you by the folks over at Shady Rays. You can go to shadyrays.com to get your sunglasses today. Or if you're not, uh, or if you are local, rather, they have a in-person location at Park Meadows Mall. You can check them out there. Uh, their sunglasses are dope. I, I genuinely don't know a single person at DNVR who doesn't love their Shady Rays. So go get them. I just them. went into their store the other day, last right before oh, really? we left for the wedding. Yeah, I went in nice. there. Super nice dudes. They knew DNVR. Uh, super cool. Yeah. If you go in yourself, you use the DNVR code and get two pairs of sunglasses, you get 50% off. That's essentially buy one, get one free sunglasses. But the best part about Shady Rays, uh, if you're like me and you forget them and you sit on them and you don't know where they are, you lose them, you break them, you don't like them, send them back and they'll replace them or change them out or refund them. So they got you covered for the first 30 days on your sunglasses, no matter what. Super awesome from those guys. Check them out. ShadyRays.com. Use the DNVR code when you get over there. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's have the real conversation here. Mm -hmm. 
let's say the Avs do not win the Central, they're going to play either Dallas or Minnesota, if that's the case. Yeah. Which one would you prefer, Jesse? Uh, I, I, I'd honestly probably prefer Minnesota. Just I the, think I the, agree. The games with Dallas, and, and, and that's not even necessarily saying that I think Dallas is a better team, but no bullshit, Rudo. Go back to 1999. <laughs> Every Av Stars game is just bizarre. You you cannot account for what's going to happen. Uh, I also would very much prefer Gustafson and Flurry over Jake Ottinger in the first round. Yeah. Um, and and uh, that that bubble playoff series against the Stars is exactly why I would like to see the Avs avoid that at all costs. Because, I mean, that was seriously team swapping goals in bunches, three goals at a time in 90 seconds. Each team was like going back and forth. It was just crazy. Was that a sneeze uh, or are you thinking real hard? Were you fighting uh, one off? I, I'm thinking. I, okay. I have been weirdly sneezy during this podcast though. So, <laughs> Hannah does it all the time where she like, uh, uh, oh, I lost it. And it, dude, it fucking, I'm like, oh my God, the anticipation was all let down. Killing me. Yeah. Uh, the, I'm, I'm going to take a circuitous route to this one because I know everyone's been talking about it. Would you rather have Pete DeBoer in the first round? Because the Avs can't seem to beat him in the second round. <laughs> um. Yes. I'd rather have him in the second round than the first. Okay. So I think he's another reason why I would like the Avs to avoid the stars in round one. With as weird as this season has been, dude, I think it was on the show the other day we were talking about it. It may have even been you who brought it up. But like, we talk so much about adversity, adversity, adversity. At a certain point, it's like, okay, we battled through it. Can we, can we get a game without adversity? Can we get a game without just loads of adversity and injuries. And I think if, if I'm the abs, I would want to get into a round one, get rolling a bit, get into that playoff vibe before you have to go try to exercise that demon. Um, and I think it would be good for the abs to be coming off of a series win, back feeling good. All right, cool. We know who we are. We're still true to our identity. That regular season was bizarre. But we're good. We're locked in now. Bring on Pete DeBoer and the Dallas Stars. I think coming right off of this weird-ass regular season straight into a matchup that you just have a weird history with, um, I'd like to prefer... Or I would prefer to... Wow, and I completely lost a word. Avoid. Jesus. Fuck. Uh, avoid that. <laughs> avoid, you know, just like, one of, like a very basic first-grade word. So I, I look at these two teams, and, and the place I start is who scares you on these teams. Minnesota, yeah. If Kirill Kaprizov is back and healthy, he absolutely scares you. Totally. Yeah. But then you look record. at Dallas, Jason Robertson definitely scares you, especially yeah. because you're the Avs. Joe Pavelski <laughs> scares the hell out of you. Right, I was going to say, more than anything else. It, and Dallas just seems like such a much more well-rounded team on the back end. They have someone like Amir Oheskin and Jamie Ben is having a bit of a renaissance this year. And, and he's also just like tough to play against. 
Yep. He is just brutal to play. To get that guy in the first round is, is like the exact recipe for you get to the conference finals and then your team is just broken. Right. Right. And then again, I just keep coming back to look, dude, like Mark Andre Fleury does not scare me one bit in the playoffs. He'll be, he'll be on the bench when his team eventually gets eliminated. That is how Mark Andre Fleury teams work. With or they win the cup, <laughs> right? They either win the cup with him in net, or he gets benched, and that's only happened. the 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 former has only happened once. Uh, and then you know he had the miracle run with Vegas now seven years ago that everyone points to. But go back and and look. I know Mark Andre Fleury is like a phenomenal dude. This isn't a knock on him. I think he's he's a Hall of Famer, first ballot, no questions asked. Every year and like he loses the job philip gustinson philip gustafson rather excuse me is just not a 933 goaltender i'm I'm sorry he he's been incredibly hot this year but i just don't see how that's sustainable well and dude is it look and and and, and i don't know maybe they'll go on to win the cup and i and i look like an idiot when i say this minnesota for me man like that is just a team where we talk about all the time like everything has gone right on the ice. They lost Kirill Kaprizov and huge credit to them. They are, they are battling without him. But like, you know, I just, I even look at last night, that puck bounces on Kale McCarr. He makes a, 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 a completely uncharacteristic step. He seems confident he can get to that puck. It bounces on him. It goes the other way. A lot of things are breaking for Minnesota right now. They're scoring goals late in games. They're, you know, they're winning in overtime, all that shit. I mean, the Avs hit four posts the other night on them. Four. four. And then and then that then in the final minute, JT Confer's wide open back door and it just skips on him. Yep. And it's like when things are going that way for you, you know, and you're the wild, yeah, it's really easy to feel good. I just think that's a team we saw it last year. They had an almost identical finish to the season last year. And, and they bowed out by the blues, yeah. Bad, yeah, against the Blues in round one. So that's just a, that they're a great example of a team that it's like, yeah, they've never done it. It's they don't scare me because they don't have this group has zero track record of actually getting and, the job done. And and that's I can point. Uh, that is where I go. Oh, okay, maybe you don't want Dallas because you. I I get. The series were not the way they wanted them to go last year, but Jake Ottinger was the man yeah. in that series last year. Just yep. a miracle Dallas got that series to game seven and kept themselves Seriously. in it for so long. Because you know you believe in Jake Ottinger to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's, you got you just got too many weapons. Yeah. Large parts of this leadership core that have been to a Stanley Cup final. Uh, sure, it was in the bubble and it was weird and all that stuff, but shit, you know they, they just, they've they've gone through it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and and just Minnesota to me, that is still they are still just heavy thirteen fourteen abs vibes to me. Better, yeah, I, more complete. Just lots and lots of breaks. Lots of breaks and still just like kind of young upstart. Like, hey, what if we? Blah. And it's just like all working out. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I think last game is a perfect example, right? It, 
Colorado outshoots them 44 to 29. On paper, the Avs would take that every single game. And on paper, yep. that game is not going to be like that with McKinnon zero points, Ranton in zero points, right. McCarr zero points very often. Well, and, and so so run through the goals from last night. And again, this has nothing to do with the game last night. This is more of just Minnesota in general and kind of yeah. adding to the point. of It's a microcosm of their season, yeah. Right. Alexander Georgiev turns the puck over. And that leads to that kind of scramble there. Great pass uh, from, I believe it was Eric's neck, but it all starts on a muffed clear by, by Georgiev. Uh, the second one, I don't even know if that's what he was trying to do. <laughs> it's like this weird battle in front and he literally just like bats at it and it goes like back bar, far side corner with his back turned to the net. And then the third one we already talked about, that's, a, that's an, Kale McCarr makes that type of step once a year. Yep. Where it's like, a, what are you doing? And it was last night. You know what I mean? Like, th- th- just those were all goals where the comments up here right now, the Avs just handed it to him. Here, take these. Yep. Have them. We don't care. And like, I-, I just I just don't see whether it's the Avs or otherwise Minnesota getting that much just like easy, it, it was, easy hockey. You got you got the best game you were going to get out of Philip Gustafson. And the Avs still right there in that hockey game. Uh, I mean, he's actually a great example of, yeah, how the season has gone. Philip Gustafson, I don't have it in front of me, but someone was talking about his record against the Avs going into last night. Not just his record, but like his save percentage, goals against per game, all that shit. His career against the Avs. And last night, yeah, he, he faces 44 shots and he was stellar. He was great. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I just, that team is just still such a wild card. No pun intended that like, I, I just don't believe in that group as currently constructed. I think they have a lot of great pieces five years from now. I think they could really be a handful, but while they're still in this weird phase with all the cap stuff, um, their goaltending is what it is. I don't know. I, I'm just... I'm not a big believer in that that group. I I'm not. I'm also not a believer in Dallas as a legitimate cup contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't. <sighs> I just cannot shake the feeling this year that the West just isn't very good. Dude, you 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 beat me to the punch. I was just about to say, the Abs are legitimately the only team out of the West that I think is a true. Stanley Cup contender, and even that is predicated on getting Gabe Landeskog back, yep. getting Josh Manson back, having Pavel Francouz back. If yep. you need, uh, like, I still think there's a lot of things that would need to to go the Avs way here over the next three weeks before the playoffs start for me to like really say like, yes, I think this team can do it again. I, I just, I just think, I, I think the Avs were a blip on the Eastern conference dominance radar. Um, I, I really do. I think in terms of cup contenders, it's Tampa, it's Toronto. Uh, I guess Boston, you throw the Rangers in there. Boston. Duh, thank yeah. you. And then it's the apps. Yep. I agree. R- regardless of how angry you want to be about this season. And, and I agree with you. It hasn't been a good year, but I think if you're talking about legitimate cup contending windows being open, I think it's a handful of Western conference teams or excuse me, Eastern Conference teams and the Colorado Avalanche. Yep. That's the list that I would have too. Yeah. It 
it's not, really... not that there aren't good teams in the West, but look, you gotta you gotta jump through a lot of hoops to convince yourself the defending champs aren't for real. <laughs> right, dude. <laughs> uh Big couple of days for the Avs. I know they they don't play tomorrow, but Dallas mm-hmm. does. Uh, that yep. game matters, and then the Avs get Dallas as the tired team yep. on a back to back on uh, Saturday. So day off for the Avs today. So I imagine they'll practice. Maybe an optional even tomorrow. Um, down yeah, the stretch here, they really are. Yeah. Right, right. They're they're and Jared even told us as much. Like, yeah, we're probably not going to do a ton of practicing. <laughs> like down the stretch here, um, you need to take care of business against Dallas I, again. Rudo, you and I are on the same page. I think the Avs are fine. They're going to get in, and as we've seen with all kinds of teams that are in the Avs position, you just got to get in and you see what happens. Um, but I would really like to see them. You got a tired team in Dallas coming in. Yeah. Go take care of business and just feel better. Help yourself a little bit. Yes. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. Do yourself some favors. Perfect. We'll leave it at that. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us on an off day. Uh, We will be back again tomorrow for another off day pod. So join us for that. Who knows what we'll be talking about at that point. The Avs might sign four more dudes. I don't know. That's what I'm Uh, expecting at this point. If it feels like it these days, we appreciate y'all and we will talk to you on the next one.